was happening, everybody? Um, it's Kira and Ben. We're back with another suggestion or recommendation, I would say. So this comes from one of our listeners. And we are covering Bahuli or Babali parts one and two, the beginning and the conclusion. So typically our format is about half an hour. Um, this one's going to get a little bit longer uh, just because we are covering two parts and these movies together do equal a little over five hours of film. So there is a lot to cover. Um, ben? Yeah, so we did get the request from uh, a couple of viewers and or listeners, sorry. And uh, it's exciting. Uh, I like the movie. What do you think? Yeah, I really liked it. So um, this comes to us after we had done RRR. Both films are done by the same director. I like that you can really tell his style throughout these two films. I feel like there was a lot of things that connected it. Both stories are what I would consider these huge epics. And I was I was having a lot of fun watching it. I would say I found more issue, I would say, a little bit with some scenes in in this in this story specifically versus like what I saw in RRR but it was fun so let's dive in so our story is going to center around one man who in the beginning is to us is introduced as Siva yeah. and then we find out that it is actually the descendant of Babuli yeah. and so okay so this so we're going to we're going to talk about the story but it's also kind of crazy like one thing i love about these films and I'm getting more well versed as you guys are suggesting them and as we're watching them is all this like fantasticalness that comes with the action scenes. Like the idea that he is scaling probably a mountain that is, I would say, 10 miles tall. Yes. Yeah. Just like, and then he'll like fall. And at one point he fell and like hit, bounced off a rock. And I was like, oh, he's dead. The movie started five minutes ago and he's dead. Like, the fantasticalness, I think, is so fun. And it kind of brings, like, a lightness, I think, to the movies. I mean, the one scene where he's jumping across, and it easily is, like, I have to say a mile. Yeah, ridiculous. And ridiculous is a mile. It's yeah. so ridiculous. And he's just, like, flying. I love it. I, I, it. It's really fun. It's really, really fun. And I think it adds this kind of, like, sense of lightness to the films. Because they do deal with a lot of, like, kind of heavier ideas and universal themes especially in this one and this one I found to be a little bit more I don't want to use the word regressive but a little bit more regressive than what we saw in RRR in regards to how their females were portrayed and some certain ideologies what would you say about that Ben? Yeah uh, I thought a lot of the um, female content like they made them like lesser I think that uh, that but they also in some like the, the hierarchy of women had power and then everybody else didn't make right make sense like like the queen and then you had the the, the one he's going to marry they all had power but then like all the other women were like subservient right they all had power i mean the scene so this is coming from uh babalu part the part one the beginning so is he is climbing this mountain and he gets to the top and he finds the group of rebels with the one main girl that he paints on yeah which i first of all was like well, how do you not feel her painting on you well, the funny thing is that he needed assistance from a woman, a, a goddess. A goddess. Yes. Well, I so to me, when he needed the assistance from the goddess, I assumed that that was Lord Shiva yes. coming yep. to him yep. in a way that he would accept it. Now, do you think Shiva helped him because he brought the, the thing to the water? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. And I thought that was so funny when the mom was like, no, my wish is going to come true because he did it for me. And then, like, he climbs to the top of the mountain. Yeah. I thought it was so funny. No. So I thought that 
that part was actually very interesting. The idea of in of being so strong and having all this might that you just move a statue. Yeah. And I think it's like it's kind of reverberated throughout the film, especially when we see the final battle in the conclusion when um Babuli is fighting his uncle. And you see the statue of his father kind of appear behind him in the clouds. I thought it was very, very cool and some symbolistic to bring that full circle of how he's like becoming a god. Yeah. But back to back to my original point to the beginning. <laughs> These movies are really rich and big. So this episode is going to be a little bouncy around. So he has what we're interpreting as the spirit of Lord Shiva helping him in the embodiment of this female warrior, um, and I do forget her name, I'm so sorry. So she is part of this group of rebels that is trying to save their queen, who is the our main character's father. Mother, not father, mother. Uh, we don't know this yet. This is revealed to us in part two. But so they're trying to save their queen, and she is held captive at the kingdom. And when he he's like, oh, this is my reason. This is my calling. And this woman presents very strong to us. She is an incredible fighter. She is leading. She is called upon to do a task that someone else has just died doing. Yeah. She's sent to go into the city to save the queen. And Siva, at this time, as we know him, falls in love with her. Yes. But because she kills people, which is like, OK, we love we love the idea of like you love a strong woman, but also you don't know her. Yeah. And this is what leads to the next part. So then they have, as in all of the films like these that we are watching, a be- beautiful dance sequences and songs. Yes. And I do love that the songs actually move the plot forward. Yes. I think it's very cool. But we have what I would consider one of the worst things I have ever seen. When they, and I'm so sorry to be dramatic, guys, but. The idea that you're falling in love with this woman because she is so strong and she is so capable. And then you're like, but guess what? Let me show you how hot you can be by stripping you down and putting on makeup, makeshift makeup. (laughs) I was literally losing my mind at this part because it felt so tonally different from everything we had seen before. And I get it because you see her leader reference like, her body vanity and so you know that she has rejected this part of herself of like trying to become what would be considered a beautiful woman to become a strong warrior because they all have this like mission it's very culty um but they all have this mission and and in a militia i would assume you would need this like like like-mindedness but then he starts painting on her because he is as we see in this dance also painted on the other half of these animals because to symbolize that they are one and I just thought it was so insane that you're going to fall in love. It's, it's so patriarchal to have this idea of falling in love with someone for who they are and then fundamentally changing them. And it blew my mind. Yeah, I think like in relationships, though, that happens a lot. Like when you start going out with someone, you start suggesting like, well, maybe you'll like look good in this suit or maybe, you know, maybe you should listen to this music or maybe... You know, you, you know, your hair would be different if you did it like this. And then, then you end up breaking up with the person because they're not the person you fell in love with. Exactly. Because why? Because people are so narcissistic, no matter how hard they try not to be. Okay, this isn't the tangent I want to get Tangents. I just <laughs> wanted to say that this felt so regressive for a movie that was about power and, like, becoming the, being an, considered an underdog and, like, having power. 
Also, I love this epic setting of the story. So when we get into part two, and I think we see it a lot in part one, but more in part two, is these royal dynamics. And I think that these dynamics are so similar to what we see in other films about royalty that it's like, oh, it's so universal. The idea of the older brother versus the younger brother. Yeah. Yeah. That happens throughout history. (laughs) Throughout history. It is. It is a story that has been told but I like the way that this one was told I thought it was very interesting I thought the idea of having a powerful mom but then you do see her succumb to them like succumb to the men in her life even though she is like I am queen mother you will listen to me you still see her stopping and listening to like these men like her husband oh well no she was first so first of all she was a hundred percent tricked by her husband and her eldest son yes a hundred percent yeah and okay, so back to let's get back to part one because, like I said, guys, there's a lot to cover here, and I don't, a lot. I don't want to skip over anything. So we're back to Siva being with the lead warrior of the outlaws, yes. and they are in love. Yes. They immediately have sex. Yes. That symbolism was crazy. Yeah. I was like, guys, yeah. we can just roll it back a little. Yeah. But I thought it was good that she got back. Like after everything, she looked at it and went, "No, I have a mission." I have a mission. And she tried to go back to being the warrior. And then he still saved her. Yeah. (laughs) Because why wouldn't he save her? But then then they're like, my mission is your mission. We're all one. Blah, blah, blah. So now they're going together. And as they're entering the city, people are noticing him. So this is coming at a time of a giant statue. Uh, unveiling I would say yeah. as as you would unveil a statue back then um of his, who he doesn't know is his uncle but yes. the king his uncle and they're hearing whispers of the younger brother Babuli yeah. and everyone starts chanting it because he was so beloved but we know him to be dead yes and we're like what's happening he's like and I love the part when he's kind of like <laughs> only his face is revealed to the people that are like the the slaves essentially and then they're all like chanting and going crazy and then everyone's like where is he where is he and then he's like hidden again i love like little things like that i think it's very cool i think it's very fun so now the hunt is for him yes and he's trying to figure out who he is why he's at the top of this mountain we then have his old tribe from the bottom of the mountain yes not scaling the mountain but just walking up through a cave yep seemed pretty nice that the grandmother came down and, and yes. remember because at the beginning of the show she she goes into the water to get away from the warriors and she holds him up and she sacrifices herself she sacrifices herself and lord shiva of course carries the baby to safety yeah. with her body as a vessel reminded me i know this movie came out later but very much reminded me of swiss army men i i thought it was very silly but yeah so and then we see the woman who is now caring for the baby she's like this is my son no one's going to speak out against me. And she actually covers up that cave. Yes. Yeah, she has. So no one else can come down. So no one else can come down. And so he can't get back up because right. he gets punished throughout. We see in the beginning, he gets punished throughout his life for trying to get back up. Yes. And she's like, you got to stop. And he's like, no, I won't. So <laughs> obviously he doesn't. So then they're all now we have all our people together yeah. at the top of the mountain. And we are now, now this character who we haven't mentioned yet, Katapapa, Katapa? Katapa. Katapa. 
my favorite character yeah. in yeah. the whole story. Yeah. I wish the story centered around him. Yeah, the protector. <laughs> the Because pr- he was incredibly dynamic and complex and had the most intriguing storylines, I thought. So, because he was put in the most personal dilemmas. Yes. Um, yes. Against duty and love. love. Or like what you think is right. Yeah. And so he is now telling the story and everything is told in flashback. So he's telling the story of these two brothers who are coming up together and they both have equal right to the throne. Equal powers. Equal powers, equal rights. They're equals, even though that the younger brother typically in these settings are not. Yeah. And this is what is a big point of contention for the father and the older brother. Yeah. They are pissed. Yeah. Well, it's his half brother, right? Yeah, half brother. Yeah. Yeah. But still. Yeah. It's technically like his cousin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they were raised as brothers, yeah. so they're seen as equals. Yeah. And so when we're when we're seeing this, it's very clear that through growing up, Babuli is much more benevolent. Yes. The people love him. He is kind, he is fun. He will save the people in sight of his mission. He will he is what they want for a king. Yes. And he re- represents everything a king should be. A- absolutely. Absolutely. He is a gentle, kind, even steady ruler. Yeah. His brother, on the other hand, is very milita- militaristic. Yes. Very much like commander. So when the mom was like, you will be the commander, that made sense to me. And I was yeah. like, I don't get why you're pissed. I get why you're pissed, but it's like, it's not the point. Yeah. So it felt all very like like Shakespearean to me. Yeah. Like I was like reading Hamlet or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let me, instead of killing your father, you're killing your uncle, but it's like kind of the same thing. So I thought it was really interesting, their dynamic, because even though they both went about their goals a different way, they both had a lot of grace. And I would say that the older brother was very influenced by the father. Yes. Who was not king because he was overlooked for his younger brother. Right which he just held a bunch in. And it was like, maybe this is why you're not getting king because you're kind of a dick. Yeah, and he had the physical deformity with his hand. Yeah, so, yeah, and that's what he held on to. So this is like, he had this physical deformity and he's like, I wasn't a king because of my deformity. And this is why this character was one of my favorites. He goes, no, you're not king because you make questionable choices. (laughs) You make bad decisions. Yeah. And he was kind of like taken aback by that. But, but I thought that that was really important because he held a lot onto his physical appearance when nothing had to do with it. Yeah. No one even no it no except him. Except for him. No one talked about it. No one viewed how they saw him differently. They just thought his politics sucked. Yeah. And he was me. So, but I think it's so interesting like, like that he held onto this and kind of like passed this hatred down to his oldest son. Yeah. Or what? who he considered his son because he considered Babuli not. He considered him a parasite taking everything. Yeah. And so I thought it was, re- that, I thought that was really interesting, especially in part two when we see the scene where he's very drunk being like, you should kill your mom. <laughs> Which I was like, oh my God. Okay, but back to my favorite character. So we have this protector who is a slave, even though he is very well respected, comes from a line of respect, but he is because of, his family in a line of slave work. Yes. But he raises Babuli, I would yeah. say, and really helps him. They form this great bond. He's more, I would say, like a confidant to the queen instead of like a slave, but 
the only one the only people i think who treat him like a slave were the father yeah. and the older brother yeah. because they would use their power to force him to, to do things and because he was so loyal to the crown yeah. he did them which i think is another thing that's really interesting to talk about is loyalty to power outside of what we think is right because not like because we see this often right we see people being like well i was acting under orders and i was doing what i thought i had to because of orders and it's like okay but at the same time like you're your own person like yeah you gotta get paid and this is a job but so i thought it was interesting and i thought yeah he was so loyal to a fault it kind of falls back to sada Uham. exactly where where the guy's like you know i did what i had to do by order by order yeah this you know same thing he's like i have to do what i have to do by order by order and i think the two differences and I think it's a view, this is why they're viewed this way, is in uh, Sadar Undam, we have the British military who we're obviously already rooted against. Yeah. So nothing that they say or do is going to make us like them yeah. or understand them or have empathy for them. So I think it's so interesting that, like you said, it is the same kind of similar idea where we have this character who is acting under orders. I mean, he, he does kill Babu Lee. Oh, and RR too. When um, he has to go get the guy in the um, with in the crowd. Yeah. And he sent. They go. You know, we need someone to go out there and get him. And he he goes out there, no matter against all odds. And, he goes out. And the same thing with this man, where he's told, you know, you got to kill Babuli, the the father, because you know he tried to kill his brother, but yeah. he really didn't. But, he didn't. Yeah. So that was a manipulation, yes. and we can get into that because I love, I love manipulations and like misunderstood things because it's like if you just have one conversation (laughs) all this would get resolved like so part one ends this uh, with this story being told and we found out find out that he kills babuli yes now part two begins and i will say the beginning of part two had my whole heart i was obsessed with it this whole like i'm gonna go out it, it reminded me of like i don't know I'm this whole like I'm gonna go out and be one with the people and hide my identity as crown prince because now he has ascended to the throne. He is first in line. It's the week before his coronation. And Babuli's like the mom's like, You gotta go be with the people, you gotta like protect them. So he's like this kid. I thought that these scenes where he meets uh Desviana was hilarious and beautiful especially i don't know i thought it was like so very cheesy and so cute like it was like so romantic and i was not expecting it that i absolutely flipped for it he's touched in the head (laughs) (laughs) and he's like don't be nice to him and then like the other guy that's like trying to woo her he's like helping her the boar scene was so funny when they're hunting the boars i just i loved it i thought again a whole other com like a whole other thing of like like mis i don't want to say like mistaken identity but like very easily mistakes are very easily like could have been avoided is when um the brother is like mom i want this girl because my younger brother has her and he's in love with her and well he she he doesn't say this but he only wants her because babu lee's in love with her right Right. he doesn't he sees the picture yeah he's like oh she's hot and my brother's in love with her she's mine this is my way of getting back at him for taking the throne it's all very Shakespearean. Yes. It is so funny to me. So then she denounces the engagement because she's like, I am. In-. So th- this is uh, this is another thing. This is another thing that I did not like about the movie is where we have these like, I mean, she was a strong woman. I would say she was our strongest woman throughout the whole thing because she does denounce 
and fight back for her own agency time and time again. We see it. Um, But I don't think until the end of the film, when she does the uh, trial by fire, I don't think anyone takes her that seriously besides like the people who worship her. Um, But like her and Babali, but like her um, peers outside of that, I think they just view her as a tactic and as like a pawn, but she subverts that and has agency for herself. We see that when she stands up for the, to the queen in the court, we see that when she rejects the first proposal and then um, the servant is like, oh wait, no, it's for the guy you love. So you should accept it. <laughs> I thought that was so yeah. funny. So I don't know, like maybe I'm wrong because I'm looking at this from like a point of view of, yeah, I under I understand arranged marriages. I understand that they happen. I understand the process of them. And I understand that like it is more common than not. But at the same time, like, it kind of sucks, right? I would believe so. I mean, what was, I forget the name of the movie where they were talking about the woman is married to the husband. and She says, you know, I, I did my duty and I stayed with you. I didn't want to, but it was my duty to be with you. And um, it was, it was, and it was the same, it was an Indian couple and I forget the name of it, but that happened in a movie I watched. And uh, she's like, look, we've stayed together for years and years and years and I never wanted to stay with you, but I did my service. Right. Yeah. And I think marriage, because in its purest and truest form, marriage is a socioeconomic contract, right? Women got married because they had no value in society outside of marriage. And to get married, you had to be a subservient, dutiful wife to bring honor to your family. This is seen across um, many different cultures. And I think now that we're kind of giving women agency, and I think in this film, They do give her enough agency to kind of, which is so funny because they don't give our first warrior any agency. She's just sees herself with makeup and she's like, oh my God, this is me. I'm in love. Yeah, they totally, they totally take away all all her power. They do. And I mean, and then she goes to like fight for herself and then she has to get rescued. I don't know. At least in the, at least with Desviana, she always stood up for herself. I mean, the most beautiful part of the whole movie is in part one, we see her picking up twigs and we don't really know who she is yet. We know she's important, but we don't really know much about her. And we see her picking up twigs to then burn um, the uncle alive. Yeah. And I think at the end, when one of the last scenes is that, is so powerful beautiful scene love love that full circle moment yeah she fights to the end she's she's hot cool she does and i thought the whole trial by fire was so interesting because we see the queen do it in um part two we see in part two earlier we see the queen do it and we see babu lee help her by getting the elephant out of the way and she completes the trial and then in this one we see desviana doing it to then kill the uncle and i think it was really interesting i thought it was a really cool part, um, and I thought it was showing like that her unwavering strength because I mean she was a prisoner for twenty five years, yeah, believing that her dead son was coming for her, which he did because he wasn't dead, yeah, which I thought was great. I <laughs> loved it. You know, he, she's like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. You guys doubted me, but I knew it. And so now, <sighs> to one of the parts that made me the most uneasy about this film is the main battle. So. Between Babu Lee and his brother, they have to create, they have to have, they have to decide who's going to become king, right? The mom decides who's going to become king, but the last battle, the last mission for them is they have to kill this one warlord who's coming to fight them, who someone within their camp has sold secrets to. We see in that scene the brother almost killing Babu Lee, but letting him live because he saw that 
reinforcements were on the way. So, but he will like he. We saw him try to kill him. We saw him let the rope go, and luckily a rock stopped it. So this park, um, against the people, um, this tribe, I was very unsettling to me. It felt very. It felt. It felt uncomfortable for me. So this idea, and I understand the time period, but this idea of like having these like savage people i'm using quotation marks savage people covered in something that makes them darker it felt very colorist and very racial and it just felt like okay so you're going against some these people that you consider like savages and consider an uncast against the caste system that you guys are obviously building we see a very clear monarchy um within the babalu family so I thought it was kind of unsettling. Um, they could have made the army literally anything. And they chose to go with this route. I, it, it felt regressive and unsettling. I would say to me, watching it in 2023 made me un- not uncomfortable. That's like dramatic. But it I, I felt like it could have been literally anything else and it would have been fine. But it was a clear choice that was made. Yeah. I think like in history, you see like a lot of people like the Romans, the Greeks, when they fought tribesmen, they felt that they were lesser or not as you know refined or yeah but in reality that was just them forcing their will on, on them yeah that's on them and i thought that was kind of like with this these people were rising up like they were lesser tribes but they were fighting against a bigger power yeah and they were trying to make them out to be these bad people just because they were like tribesmen doesn't mean they were bad I exactly mean, like, they just had different values yeah and like it's still imperialism like yes. In a different color, but it is still it. I mean, and I know this is not the main point of the movie, so I don't want to harp on it too long, but I do feel like it is such a big catalyst and such a big part of the film. That's what the British thought about the Indians. Exactly. Like, uh, and not saying that it's like the same mentality no, no, at but, all. But they did say like, you know, what is it, India, our our biggest, what was that the phrase where he says uh, our biggest problem or like our biggest, like the the, the governor. Oh, yeah. What does he say? I know. Let me think about the quote. (laughs) I don't know it off the top. I'm so sorry, guys. But yeah, it's like it's the same thing. It's like not that it's the same thing, but it's different. So I just felt like they could have made it at literally anything. And I know that colorism is very big and everyone wants to like I I, it, it just exists. And I know that it exists, but we don't have to give it power within our films because it's not it's not what we need to see. I don't know. But so the point is, these two brothers have to kill the head of this this king, right? So Babuli is on his way to do this. And as he's almost there, his brother comes in and sweeps in glory. Now, what is important about this is that Queen Mother had said, do not kill him. Yeah. Maim him and let him be tortured. Kind of like, um, who's his, not Hercules, Pericles? In the Greek myth where he gets his, like, insides ripped out. Yes. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. I don't know. So she wants him to have, like, a very big suffering. Yes. But the brother wants to become king. So whoever disarms this man gets to become king. So he kills him and becomes king. Now, what shocks everyone and pisses off the brother is that he is named commander of the army and not king. Babuli is um, king. And this pisses him off and sets him off because he's like, well, I, I, I did the mission. I killed him. But he also killed his people. Yeah. So we see that they get two separate parts of the army. And however they split up and use this army is supposed to be indicative of how they can run a battle, right? 
the brother gets the better parts of the army. He gets the archers. He gets like the horses, chariots, and Babuli gets the I don't know, like the foot soldiers, foot soldiers, and like the stone throwing. But he is very ingenious and uses that to his advantage. So now we see a scene where the opposite, the opposing army has kidnapped civilians. Mostly, we see like children, women, um, older people, and through this, there are two ways to go. And Babuli saves them and still attacks, whereas his brother kills everybody. Yeah, just goes right through them. Just goes right through them. And this, I think, was the moment for the mom. Yeah. To be like, oh, this is a leader versus this is a warrior. And she does say that and she explains it. Yeah. And I think, honestly, her mentality is correct. Right. So, but this, is, this pisses off the brother and then this is the catalyst for everything to come because now he's plotting to kill his brother the dad wants to kill the mom everyone's pissed off at everybody (laughs) and i would say the kingdom is suffering because of it because of all this like political turmoil that they're going through so they the brother and the father set up this murder scene so it looks like babalu has tried to kill his brother yes well he gets outcast first yeah oh my god he 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 refuses not to be in love with that the girl. girl Yeah. And, and so, yes, I forget that he, after he has played out, I would say, his own rom-com yeah. of mis- hidden identity, he comes back and the mom is like, okay, choose the throne or choose Desviana. And he's like, I choose Desviana. You have instilled these core values in me and I'm going to follow them. And the mom is pissed. And she's like, okay. So then they outcast it. Right. And the brother takes the, the throne. The throne. And now he's living his best life as an outcast. But the brother is still threatened by him because the brother is not for the people. The people hate him. Yes. And like Baba Lee is actually out there like helping people like build stuff. And, oh, yeah. And like make food and doing all this stuff, uh, ingenious stuff to like help the people. And the brother's doing nothing but just living the best life. Exactly. Like just like I'm king now. Da, 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 da. And so now the father is like in his ear being like, as long as Babuli is alive, he is a leader. He is a king. People will view him as such. We have to get him out. So they stage this murder scene, kill guards, do go crazy. And then they have Katapa or Katapa come in and they're like, Babuli attacked me, trying to kill me. Look at this scar on my face. You have to go kill him. And so now this is ripping him up inside. Right. And he's like, I, I guess I got to go. <laughs> so now he's going to hunt him. Yes. And it, his family has been servants to the, the throne for generations. Generations. So he, he feels honor bound to do whatever the throne says. And it, it kills him to do this. It does. And I think the mo- in, in one of the final battle scenes, we see this when the father is kind of coercing him into being like, you're bringing shame to your family. Like, how, how dare you defy us? Like, this is what you were born for. And you kind of see that, like, and he's, like, processing this, this, like, kind of, like, shame and, like, manipulation. And I think it, like, really shows, like, how how far people will go for loyalty or what they deem to be, like, loyalty for their, like, job. That's, like, what it is. Because he had no identity. To him, it felt like he had no identity outside of that. Even though people viewed him as more than, he would always come back and be like, no, I'm just a servant. I'm just this. I'm just that. When the guy has the swords and he's presenting the swords, trying to get them to buy the swords, and he attacks him, and he he ends up getting bested by him because he's just like an awesome swordsman. And he's like, oh, you know, you must be a great leader. And he's like, nope, I'm just a slave. Yeah, because he offers him to sit with him. He's like, yeah. I, I actually, it's illegal for me to sit with you. Yeah. 
So I thought that was really interesting. So then obviously he kills him. Yeah. And he does not get to see the birth of his baby. Yeah. The grandmother, queen mother, steals the baby. Not steals the baby, but protects the baby. Right. And goes down the cave, down the river. She gets shot by her er, her son. Yeah. He shoots her in the back with an arrow. She ends up killing two guards when she gets down to the bottom. And Lord Shiva helps protect the baby. So now we have all the backstory and uh, Siva, a.k.a. Babu Lee, who they, who they give his father's name to, um, is like, all right, let's go kill my uncle. Yeah. I have to take avenge. Because he's not going to take, even though technically Katapa killed his father, he's going to avenge through his uncle because he knows what he did was out of um, duty, not yeah. out of passion. So now we have the final battle scene. We got everyone together. We got the outlaws. We got the people from the tribe from the bottom of the um, mountain. We have anyone who will follow um, this Babuli into battle, which is the majority of people. Yeah. They just see his face and they're like, he looks identical to his father. We're going to follow him. Even though he is still learning. Like, yes, he is still a good man, but he is not He is not where Babuli was. No. And I mean, he. they say that because they're like, what would Babuli do? Into one of my favorite craziest battle scenes I've ever seen. When they all just hold hands and then link up into like the giant metal balls yeah. <laughs> with the um with the shields. Crazy to me. Really hilarious. I loved it. I was like, that's ingenious. Wish it would actually work. And, and but that goes back to like these fantastical moments in these movies that kind of give them this lightness, even though they are dealing with these like very heavy topics. And I don't know. I thought it was a super interesting film, both of them. So I watched them back to back. I didn't have any time in between. Um, I don't know how you viewed the films, but I thought it was very, it was very much a continuous story. Yeah. So I end up, uh, I worked two jobs. So I watched the one and then I was all set to watch the second one. And then of course things happen, life happens. So it took me a couple of days to watch the second one and I was very happy with it. I was like, oh, all right. So it, it was actually a good continuance. Um, it was, it, I thought it flowed really well and uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I like I like that you can see this director's style very much with these like very fantastical fight scenes into these very emotional stories. I think this one is much more of a family drama than I was anticipating it to be. Like I said, I was watching it, felt like I was like watching Hamlet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All this like socio-political like um power struggles. But it was very interesting to watch it in a different setting and through a new lens because all themes and what so what connects us and what binds us is our humanity and to have films that have these themes that can interconnect us and can um, resonate is so important and I think this is why the media of film is so important and why I know I do this podcast is because like I love to talk about these these ideas in these films because this is what binds us you know the more the more different we think we are from each other we're it's like we're actually more similar there's and I think that gets lost a lot because everyone's trying to be an individual and while individuality is important and I and I support individuality and I think it's important there's we also have to be connected to each other and have empathy towards each other um and I think that gets lost a lot yeah yeah 100 percent 100 percent I mean there's right now this for me the world is so messed up I mean people have no empathy for each other they're just out for themselves I mean it's like you know hooray for me f you I mean I'll do whatever I can to get Get, get by you know as long even if it means stepping on you yeah that's that's the mentality and i so i feel like it's so interesting like i i always think about this story that i once heard um 
that I read when someone was talking about being taught Dumbo um, in school. They're talking about the idea of Dumbo and what it means. And through this, the person reveals that even though people are bullies and even though people are, are, are what we would consider not Dumbo, always will resonate with Dumbo. And I think that's like a, I, oh, that story always sticks with me and I always think about it because people's perception of what they do versus what they do is so interesting and I want to look at this in the lens of the brother because in his eyes he's been wronged his whole life right in his eyes nothing has worked out for him he has lived an unjust life he tries his hardest and he gets nothing Um, and I think a lot of that is passed down from the father but when watching this movie I don't think anyone would resonate with the brother I think they would all resonate with Bob Lee we all are the heroes of our own stories right but I think sometimes we're not and I, yeah, you know, like you were saying, like people aren't conscious of the things they do; they just believe that they're right. Exactly. Right? So they'll do whatever they think is right to get their point across, even if it's dead ass wrong. Even though it's wrong, and I think, and I think with that comes this like arrogance of like I'm always right, and I think we're we're seeing more of that now, where no one will just take ownership of what they do. They're like, well, X, Y, and Z. I'm not in. I'm not at fault here. People, so often people want to not take fault for their actions and be like, well, X, Y, and Z is the circumstance for this. And it's like, okay, but these are your direct actions. And I think, and I think I kept thinking about this a lot when I was watching the relationship between Babu Lee and his brother, because you can see that they had, they grew up together. They have this like love and admiration for each other, but you can see it get poisoned through power and through like the father the father mostly was so so insidious to me and the way that he melt molded the mind and you could kind of see why babuli became the better leader because he was ruled by the mother who was more benevolent and understanding versus the father who was in the shadows being hateful yeah i think like if you look through history like you look at the roman empire they believe strongly that everything they did was correct but then you look at attila the hun and attila was against them he's like no you, and he was raised by them, but he's like, no, you were wrong for what you're doing to these people. So Attila was like, you know, a hero, but in Roman's eyes, he's a villain. Then you go to, like, later on in history, you look at, you know, the British Empire and, you know, the Americans. And they're like, no, we're the British Empire and you guys are rebelling against, you're wrong. But we thought we were right. So it's it's all the perceptive of the person, whoever's, whatever side you're on. I mean, and the winner always gets to tell the story. Of course. His, history is written by winners. Exactly. Tales are written by losers. Right. Fairy tales. It's it's so true. And I, I 100% agree with everything you said. And I think one of the best examples of that to reference an older episode that we have done is Siddhar Undam. Yep. When we're looking at we're looking at his relationship with the police officer, with these other British officers that he's talking to. And they're like, we were doing our duty. We we're doing what we had to do. This is what we were told. And he's like, you're wrong. This is the lived experience that I had. And you were a direct oppressor of me. So I think it's I think it's so interesting and to have this movie also deal with these themes I thought was very cool. Um, I was expecting more of like I mean this is at, to its core a hero's journey. We're gonna look at Babu Lee Siva slash Babu Lee as our main hero coming to avenge his father. I mean it's it's the it's a very classic story. Yeah, I think there was you know it shows like him being put to the bottom of the mountain where he has to climb to the top of the mountain right. to achieve his goal. You know and like, he, he's not happy being at the bottom. Like, his mother's like, why don't you just stay here? And he's like, I have to find out what's up there. Yeah. And he's, like, determined his whole life to try and find what's up there. And it's just, you know, it's like a, 
uh, a status. Yeah. You know, because like, like lower class, middle class, we're down, but we want to be the upper class. We want to, you know, we'll do stuff to like try and get better ourselves. We're like the lottery, um, gambling, anything we can, you know, working hard or trying to make that little jump to be a little better than what we are. But, you know, we're, we're actually pretty good ourselves. Yeah. So I'm always in the camp of bettering yourself, but I don't think that you should better yourself through the status or materialistic things. I'm always about bettering yourself in a way that is better for like your soul and who you are as a person, teaching empathy, teaching compassion, teaching understanding. All these things I think is what makes you a better person, not this capitalist idea of like you always have to be pushing and achieving to be a valuable member of society. And I think, I mean, this is obviously a tangent from what, what the message of the movie is, but I think it's also very important, like, you are more than a cog in the machine of capitalism. And I think capitalism and imperialism go hand in hand. Um, That's why there's so much conquering, because you want to rule and control everything. And I think we see that America's in the downfall of that right now. If you look back on RRR, the two heroes had the same goal, but they were doing things differently. And even though they had the same thing in mind, each person's concept of how they were doing things was totally different even though the, the goal was the same and thank i th- thank you for bringing up rrr because i think that's so important and we see and we see that because we see rom going about it in a very technical way we see his counterpart not he's very much more like holistic and of the earth and like i'm gonna do this but they still inspire each other right and i think they're they they had to get to a point of understanding because like we have seen and said that they are so set in their ways that they would not but we see them and we see them do that. And it's very, um, obviously, they come together. They're the best friends. And they help <laughs> liberate India in RRR. Right. And I think in this movie, it's much more about the individual than the collective. Whereas RRR is much more about the collective, I find. Yeah. But, I mean, this movie, the first part came out in 2015. second part came out in 2017. Yep. So we're in very different time frames. And I think for us to watch this with the for the first time with these as I would call them, like 2023 goggles, we would point out and pick on and harp on things that probably when the movie was released was not thought of. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because like it's we're later on in, in, in life and in, in culture. So like when this came out, we wouldn't have looked at it like this. Now that we're in 2023, we look at it through, you know, 2023 eyes. Which I think is so important because this is why we always have to keep going back and reviewing media and growing our media literacy because everything means something at some point but then the meaning of that can change and it doesn't make it any less special or important it just makes it a different message so i want to say thank you to all our listeners and everyone who has been contributing giving suggestions um ben and i are trying our best to get through all of them um we don't want the suggestions to stop we do love that you guys are excited and listening and you keep tuning in yeah, yeah, and we greatly appreciate it. And um, wherever you get your your podcast, uh, hit the follow for us. Like, like, and tell your friends. Hit the follow. Get get on board. Jo- join the Was Happening family. Yeah, I mean, the more of you that listen, the more of these we can put out, and we can just continue to grow our community. And I and I love that you guys are com- reaching out to us because I I love watching these movies. I have a ball. I come from a very um, horror background so watching anything outside of that is very fun for me and i love it yep and uh, i just want to send a shout out to vig revere who started the whole you know you got to watch babu lee one and two 
So thank you very much. Thank and, you, thank you. You have great taste. And uh, Bold Truth is telling us, you know, we have to watch Tum Dad. So that's oh, what, I think that's next. Yeah, so that's next. So we are listening to you. And if I did not mention you, you will be mentioned once we get to the movies that you recommended because I have your names and I have the movies recommended. And me and Kara will throw a little shout out to you. Yeah, and we're tra- we're trying to we're trying to broaden our horizons. We're trying to we're trying to include everything because if we can't be inclusive, then what's the point of this? Our the message of what's happening is to be true to yourself and be yourself. Yeah, and yeah. we want to embody that every day. Yep, and you know, and just because you know, we the American movies we're from America, we watch American movies. We want you to tell us movies that we might not know about from other countries. You know, like we appreciate all the the Hindi movies that you guys are throwing at us because. You know, we might not watch this, you know, had you not suggested it. And like, we actually were loving them. I'm loving them. I'm having a ball watching them. I'm having such a fun time. And I think it was said the best uh, a few Oscars ago by Bong Joon-ho, Bong Joon-ho when he said that when we look at American films, America thinks it's the pinnacle of all films. So it's really the most it's the smallest one. There are so many more films out there. If anyone could read two inches of subtitles. And I appreciate reading subtitles because I love these films and the beauty that they bring. Oh, 100%. And like, I, I just like to say the dance scenes and the, the music, I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. And I'm having such a fun time watching this. And thank you for all the suggestions you guys put out there. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Recommend anything to us. We're, we want to watch it all. Yeah. So yeah. keep them coming. And uh, check us next time on What's Happening. <laughs>